Good evening, good evening, and thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening here, and it's a Tuesday here with this time for Change Matters Solutions. We do this each and every Tuesday here on the Intentional Talk Radio. We're going to 7 o'clock here in the Tejas. This is 8 o'clock on the East Coast, and it's 5 o'clock on the West Coast. If you're in the mountain time, don't leave. Have a great show, so stick and stay, and don't go away. And remember, tell a neighbor, tell a friend about the Change Matters Movement. I'm your host, Kenny Andrews. I'm your host, Colette Williams, and we do have a great show for you. And you know how we do it right here. This is where we bring you news and views that you can use. This is where we talk to you, for you, with you, and about you. And it is always good. So come on, let's get on board and let's do this. Let's take a ride right here. There are a lot of things going on in the news that we've got to get to. As a matter of fact, I want to say one thing before we go to our guests. And our guests, we've got a surprise for you all. Ebonyopoly. Ebonyopoly. Get on the Ebonyopoly train right here at ITRN. You're going to want to hear this. You're going to want to see this. And you're going to want to get the game. But before we go there, I've got to say one thing. It's real important. I'm so pissed off at the Dems, I could just scream. I'm pissed off at Mike Pence. I'm pissed off at all of those things. They're even talking about that maggot running for an office sometime this evening. He's supposed to make an announcement. How in the world could they allow that to happen? You know, he, he teased us. screaming at the television. No telling what he's doing. It's a ploy to get more money. But it's a, yeah, he, that's he all. Amazing. But that's it's a ploy to get more money. I do have to say this. I just read uh, that one of the reasons that there was no red wave or red tsunami was because of young people voting. So hats off and kudos to young people. Yes. Getting out Absolutely. there and voting and understanding your vote does count. What yes. you do does count. So thank you. Thank you, young people, 21, 18 to 21 to 22, 24, 25. Those folks really put us over. Thank you. I think it was the 18 to 25 people, maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere a little bit beyond that, but they had to because that maggot, all he wants to do is destroy the country. Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, if you listen to talk radio, 90% of the talk radio out there is conservative. They basically own the airway. If you drive across the country, every little podunk town has some little local guy. They've got the national guys. They've got Fox News. They've got One American News. They've right. got Newsmax. They've all got all this. All that there, you would think they'd be dominating no. political sphere. Not because their, their views and their policies are so radical. They like to call people on the left radical. These people are absolutely they radical. Are. And I want to say, and let me, let me step back and say, I don't want to say politics. They have no policy. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing is do whatever the orange idiot says, and yes. that's that's what they want to do. They have no and policies, no, nothing about helping the American people, and they're back in power. All they want to do is revenge. Yeah, and and it's simply about how they feel at the moment. It doesn't have to make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense, and it does not have to get anybody anywhere. It's simply about how they feel and the way they woke up and what side of the bed they got up on. But that's a conversation for a different day. I'm extremely excited about our guests this afternoon. We've got Alicia Hempfield, and she is from Ebonyopoly. In fact, she's one of the partners of Ebonyopoly. She's also an educator. 
She resides in the Dallas area, and they have created a game called Ebonyopoly, and it is the African-American version of Monopoly, so you know it's got to be great. So let's bring in Alicia. She is going to get us started with Ebonyopoly. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for joining us, Alicia. Well, thank you for having me, Colette and Kenny. It's really nice to be able to join International Talk Radio Network. Intentional. Intentional Talk. Well, look, I'm thinking big, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. International That's right. uh, radio, uh, Talk Radio Network and your um, your listeners. So I'm, I bring you greetings from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, the country of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna let yes. you know. Absolutely. Don't say that too long. You know, these folks want to secede from the union. So yeah, look, absolutely. You no, know, look, hey, there are a lot of us in Dallas, Texas. Do I'm here in Dallas. Know? I'm here in Dallas. So you are. Yes, I am. Dallas. I'm North Dallas, up in the Capel area. Really? Okay, yeah. so I'm in Highland Village. So we're not too far from. Oh, me right there. Yeah, the 35E. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. So you're up from me in Louisville. I'm in Louisville. Yeah, very close to you. Very right. Look, we should all be in the same room. I don't know why we're on this Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, listen, that's not too far out of the realm because we will do that. We will absolutely do that. And I see that we've got Dwayne Washington with us and he is the other partner. In fact, Alicia, forgive me for saying he's the better half of Ebonyopoly. Wait a okay. I don't know about the better half, just the other half. <laughs> you know, us girls have to be together. I just have to say that. I just have to say that. No, Colette, I mean, you're, I, I, I believe he's the better half, too. Okay. The, the brain well, child. You know both of you guys are the brains behind Ebonyopoly, so it's a 50-50 thing. You're both the brains behind Ebonyopoly. So I believe you've got Ebonyopoly, and it is the greatest thing. I saw Ebonyopoly on WFAA, and as I watched it, I was jumping up and down going, oh, my God, this is great. This is absolutely fabulous. This is great. So, Dwayne, we want to know more about Ebonyopoly. So get right in there. Get right in there and tell us all about yourself. Tell us how this all came to be and what else you're going to do in this field. You know, I don't, I don't know if we have enough time, Colette, to we give don't. you everything. We don't. <laughs> you just opened so, up the floodgates, didn't you? Just, right. to, yeah, just, to, <laughs> just to give you a just a, a, a brief snippet, um, Ebonyopoly is a game. It is a, um, it is a twist on an age-old game um, that begins to, to take everything in a new twist. So, for example, as you see, the, the game board is located there behind uh, Miss Alicia. And you may see things behind her that look like railroads, for example. But instead of railroads, those are stops on the Underground Railroad. Um, you'll see properties like uh, Morehouse Lane, Spellman mm. Avenue. Um, mm. You'll see you'll see things such as Central Park, and I'm, I'm gonna come back to that in a second. Um, you'll see things such as um, Greenwood Avenue um, that represent, for example, the Greenwood area of Tulsa. And the great thing about these properties, not only are they representing different things uh, in our African-American history, 
But if you were to get those properties and scan the back of them, they'll take you online to begin to describe um, uh, what that particular property is about. So it's teaching you not only having a good time, but it's teaching you about history. The chance and chess cards that you'll get on there as well. All of those scenarios are real researched scenarios. Those are things that are um, that actually happened inside of those in uh, inside of of those individual lives um in uh in 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 America for uh black Americans. And so it's not only a thing we can go in there, we can have a good time, we can have fun, uh, but you can also learn at the same time. Absolutely fabulous. So what inspired the two of you to do this? Well, it's kind of like a dual thing that came about. There there is um because of the incident with George Floyd it caused a lot of conversation um, to be had across the country. And as a result, I was having a conversation and I'm a filmmaker. So we were getting ready to film a piece to kind of uh, help people understand how we got here. And so we had, we had took a kind of like a, uh, a mocked up version of Monopoly and we were, we were staging it so that um, we would have eight groups that would play four at a time and each one of those groups would represent 50 years in history and then the mm-hmm. next group would take over and theoretically that would be their sons and that year those years were spanned from 1619 to 2019 mm-hmm. uh, the only thing is that they had to play the game with the rules of that year so 1619 you have three white guys and a black guy sitting down to play the game well the black guy doesn't even have dice uh, cause the 1619, <laughs> you're owned by somebody. You, you, right. you can't move around. Yeah. Uh, and so when the kids take over, they inherit what the father had. Well, in this case, you know, 1669, the father has nothing. Um, so even when they're, even when the laws change and allow, uh, African Americans to be able to purchase land, the law stipulated that they could, still could not pass that down to their sons. So you're looking at playing this game for 250 years before you can, you're even able to pass anything down. And then we have black codes and we have all these other types of laws that came up, came about that really stifled, stifled African Americans from true ownership. And so when we look at 2019 and you have those four guys sit down and play that are descendants from the very first one, everything looks even. They all can pass go. They all can collect $200. They all can buy and sell property. But the difference is that three of them have the benefit of all four of them's ancestors over the last 400 years. But the one guy is starting from generation one uh, and he's starting not, he's not starting even, he's actually starting at a deficit. And so it was a way to kind of show that African-Americans um, a lot of times, even when you see someone that is successful, you see it's okay, we've made it and think, okay, we should apply that to everybody. They don't realize like, that person has had to run 600, a 600 yard dash next to everybody else's 100 yard dash, right? So, um, my mom has heard me say a lot of times, you know, I'm first generation born free in America. And, and when she says, well, she was too, I remind her, you couldn't even go to the zoo whenever you wanted to. You had to go on Negro Day. You know, you couldn't even go to the fair. You had to go on Negro Achievement Day. And so as we're doing this, um, Alicia is in the study of women in the movement and how they, um, how impactful the women in the movement were. And so we were doing a, a different video project and, and we were, we got to talking about this particular project 
And she says, well, how much is the game? To which I replied, I mean, it's not, there is no real game. Like that's, you know, we're just mocking up some stuff. You know, it's not retail ready. And she was like, well, can you get that retail ready? Can we do a retail version of it? I'm like, theoretically, she was like, you know what? Less partner. I will help bring this thing to pass. And told you she was. Told you what she was. Oh, she, she <laughs> is. <laughs> awesome. There would be no Ebonyopoly, you know, without uh, Alicia Hemphill. Like uh, she is really the catalyst um, that made that happen. And and the the so you know I'm I'm sitting on it and still didn't have the vision to say, hey, how do we take a version of this? Now the version that you play is a lot simpler than what I just explained. Sure, of course, <laughs> um, that would be a lot for you to go through, but it would be interesting. Um, but there are still some aspects of it. I won't give it away, but uh, there's some aspects of it. That I promise you will will cause questions. <laughs> as so, you, uh, as you the, the, is the gameplay very similar to Monopoly? You know, you're you're given X amount of dollars in the beginning, and you Absolutely. run around and buy things. Because I played Monopoly as a kid, I never right. finished the game. Never finished the game of Monopoly because you just keep going and going and going. Everybody just finally gives up. Let me ask you this question: um, Probably it's it's a takeoff of Monopoly game. Were there any copyright issues? Um, So what we had to do is we had to work with the company um, to make sure that that we didn't violate um, anything. We've contacted them, too, but but to make sure that we didn't violate any copyright. So, for example, uh, on the Monopoly game, you'll see the little guy pointing, saying, go to jail. Mm -hmm. Um, You won't see that on our game because that particular Mm -hmm. image is copywritten. Um, You'll see um, on the Monopoly game, there's a lot of different. The, the thimble and the car and all of yes, that, yes. Um, all of those are copywritten um, and trademark pieces. Um, we cannot, uh, we couldn't, we cannot reproduce that, right? With um, and, and stay within the law. Um, so we we did work with a company to make sure that we're not violating anything um, that we are above board and good to go. So what little symbols are you using? If you're not, that was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah. You can't use them. what you got. Yeah. Yeah. So is it? I wish I had a. a I might have a game around here. It's well, interesting because we see it on the board behind me. Um, we have just the standard symbols. So we have the hotels and the houses. Um, we didn't put a lot of energy or effort into the symbols because we were really focused on the reason why we were creating the game. You know, so Dwayne talks about the conversation we were having. You know important to I think this story is when this was launched. Yeah. So it was launched at the time where there was a lot of protest about the George Floyd murders. Um, I work for a medical device company. And one of the things that we're keen on doing in the medical device industry is um, when there's a problem, we step back and we don't react. We really look at root cause. So we go through a methodological (laughs) process to ascertain what is the real problem. You know, what is, why did this failure occur? Um, and, and so I'm, I'm mentioning all that because, because reality is you, if you're going to solve a problem, you need to solve it at the root, right? Um, and so the reason why I'm mentioning this is because when the murders were happening, there was a lot of different responses. And I'm not invalidating any of those responses, but with the background that myself and, and Dwayne have, 
we wanted to know really what was the root cause? What's what's the problem? Why why is this occurring in America to our people? Um, so we distilled it down to a few key issues. One, finances, as Dwayne discussed, the ability to transfer wealth from one generation to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, really the knowledge of our history. Who are we as a people? You know, identity. Who are we? Why are we here? Um, without the ability to know who we are, we don't know how to plug into this, this mm-hmm. system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, the, you know, the other thing is we wanted to propagate with this business model, uh, the ability to transfer that wealth and to share in the wealth, not just within ourselves. So in, intrinsic in our business model is the intentionality that we're connecting with other people like us and we're sharing the profits. So it was a multi-pronged approach to a solution um, that was a little different in that age. And so that's, that's really the, the, the reason why Ebonyopoly has come forth. Now I'm saying all this to say in the answer to your question, we didn't focus much on the thimbles or, you know, the little pieces. We were trying to, you know, check all those boxes. We were trying to instill a knowledge of, of, of the value of real estate, the value of, 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 of generational wealth, and really information and history. Um, so we put our energy into, into that. These, these little pieces, they can be very costly. Costly, and so we wanted to keep the costs down so that we could get these into the hands of, of our people. Because you know, we could add the thimble or the shoe, but you know, it would jack up the cost another twenty twenty five dollars. And then the reality is, you know, people would not be able to purchase it. So we would defeat the reason behind creating it. Yeah, so and that makes people, sense. Yeah, I, I, and I know that uh, board games are expensive. I've got got a nephew and I went to a board game convention with him a few years ago. I was very surprised at how much board games cost these days. You know, I mean, I'm from the days I thought it would be five bucks, ten bucks. Yeah. They're not there and I can can understand what you're saying. And keeping that cost down and having to those pieces, that that, that makes perfect. Right. So since you're not using those pieces and not that we want to focus on that, what are you using that is the That looks like a pawn in a chess game. Exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like the little yellow one that's behind uh, the picture. Behind okay. Alicia. Yep. Okay. 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 So just okay. little, little colored pawns. Very generic. Oh, okay. Oh, little, yeah. oh, little colored pawns. Kind of like, like uh, Herschel Walker, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, that just that, that just slipped out. That just perfect. slipped out. <laughs> perfect name for it. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've heard all day. Uh, oh I guarantee, and, I, and I guarantee you, I did not rehearse that. So <laughs> that's perfect. Oh my God, we need to hold keep that so that we can send that to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us what kind of response are you getting from public on the game? Yes. Are, are people really uh, gravitating to it? What kind of response are you getting? Oh, it's been incredible. I mean, it's been so, 
we there are there are many times when we've had to literally ratchet down our marketing um because of running out of gains. Um, wow. We've had to move our manufacturing here to the United States. Um, we've had to make a lot of changes um, just based on the demand. Quite honestly, when we we didn't know, I mean, we did research and everything, and, and the and the, all the numbers said, "Hey, this is going to work." But it doesn't, you know. Research is one thing; it's something different for people to pull out their credit card yes. and actually make yes, a purchase. Yeah. And and so we ordered what we thought was enough games to last about six months when we first um, when we first ordered them. And I mean, we ended up having to emergency ship some of those because we were we were uh, we were on track to sell out before we even got the games in in hand. Wow! Um, so it's uh, it's been incredible. I mean, it is, and and not only has it been incredible, we're also noticing that it's not normal what we're experiencing. So yes. we're very grateful and thankful for that. Yeah. So you actually started in 2020 or 21. Um, so we start well. So the company yeah. started in 2020. Yeah, so we started oh. technically in September 2020, and we had planned on selling, um, starting to sell January 19th. I mean June 19th. So when I said we started, like that was the September 16th or something was the first idea. Okay. Um, then about a month or so later, we formed a company. A month after that, we were in production, um, and then we were selling right away. Okay. And Alicia, did you do all of the background work on the game? Did you do all of the research and you put all of those plates together? And, I, and it's a square. It's like Monopoly. So how did you structure one square from the other? So when you're going across the board, how did you put those things in place? What did you use? So um, as Dwayne mentioned, you know, one of the things we had to do was to uh, make sure that the the image of each board um, and most of the important features of the board, such as see the um, behind me the, the 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 railroad or the the car, the engine. Okay. Um, we had to make sure we designed outside of the original patent. Of Monopoly. Okay, Monopoly. Yeah. There were some key features that we had to avoid. And so we worked with a company um, to help with the design. Um, but that, and so if, if you look in the center of the board there and, and, and on the cover, there, there are some things that are distinctive because this is set in the reconstruction era. Sure. Um, so the images that are on the cover, those are actual images of African Americans during the reconstruction era. Um, so I think during the time where the military was 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 surveying African Americans during that time, they were taking pictures. So these are on the public domain, um, which is very important for us. We had to make sure that we weren't going to um, impede on somebody else's copyright. Um, but the images were old enough so, so that we didn't have that concern. So in putting together the center of the board, you know, it's very distinctive. The, the image, uh, the imagery on the cover is very distinctive. It's all about African-Americans during that, that era. Um, so we were just gathering uh, pictures and we, uh, you know, worked with a, a company to help design that image. Um, so, there, there's not a lot of us in the board game industry. Probably so, none at all. Yeah, maybe not at all. So what is it like being 
black in that space. With monopoly of all things. So the funny thing is we kind of didn't think about that. When we were putting it Which together. is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we kind of, we kind of found that out later. Um, because we also found out that there are a lot of black, well, there are some black game designers, really? um, that have been unable to bring their thing to market. Um, as a matter of fact, we have one of them coming under our brand now. So we, we're, we're taking on a, another, uh, game from, uh, from the Caribbean. I won't, I won't, um, I won't divulge it just yet. We got a new game coming under there. Um, but so that was weird. Like, all of, like we 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 didn't even think about like we 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 had an idea we executed we brought it to to market um it literally was almost 9 months to the day um we talking about giving birth from conception to to actual product in hand and we didn't really kind of think about being black game designers i think till we got approached by a black game designer organization in in America wow. there's a black game designer organization, organization yeah yep. really yeah. And how and many black game designers are in this organization? There are a handful. Three? No. <laughs> I was thinking two. <laughs> Fifteen or twenty. You know, there, that many? there are some. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, if you think, well, well shut if my you mouth. Many. That's not many when you no, think. No, it isn't. You know, uh, uh, entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs in America. And and there's there's a lot of when we got into it. And once again, we just we just rolled. Um, but when people came to us. Um, with their issues, we're like, yeah, we understand that. That makes sense because a lot of people are not able to, um, there are minimums. Okay. So that you have to be able to meet. And quite honestly, you know, if you're looking at designing, if, if someone else is producing your product, um, it's hard to even get a phone call back, you know, regardless. Um, we, we had that conversation with one game designer. He called, they, uh, he went into a store and so they gave him my number and he called me. And, you know, he was like, hey, you know, I, I want to design, I've designed this game. And I'm like, great. What's the game about? He's like, well, I, I don't really want to tell you. Um, you know, I don't want any of the big, big wigs taking the idea. Right, and I told right. him, I said, dude, they won't even return your phone call. And, right. and that's when he got, you know, he, he got transparent. He's like, yeah, you know, I've been reaching out to him. I haven't even been able to get a return phone call. Like, and I'm like, I, I get it. I know why. Um, so I know the issues and problems that they've been having. And so, uh, you know, they're legitimate, but there are ways to be able to get past it. I think that we uh, probably because we were just starting and we didn't know that we couldn't, um, a lot of them, we just kind of blast through and kind of made things happen. And, you know, we have other businesses and companies. And so we just kind of utilized some of that knowledge and just got it done. And um, and even with that, we've, we've had to make changes and things during it. So we, we didn't really think about the black at, at so the crazy thing, we didn't think about us being, you know, the, the black designers, but we're very, very intentional about having African-Americans to, to sell it, you know, in African-American museums, African-American bookstores. Um, if you see things like business cards or backdrops, you know, they're all done by African-American designers. So we're, we're very intentional around that. And like I said, I'm a filmmaker. So we started filming people in, in a lot of these different places. And so um, what's starting to happen is th those videos are starting to show up on the QR code. So, you know, the video of us interviewing Phil Armstrong in, uh right there in the new Black Wall Street, for example. And so as we're going all over the country and interviewing people like uh, Bob Kendrick inside of the the the, uh, the Negro League Museum, um, it dawned on us one day that 
like we have inserted ourselves into this history. Like it didn't, it didn't even hit us. Like yeah. we're covering everybody else, not realizing that we've created something that now is in this mainstream. Like you can go to all of these places and even buy the game, you know? So oh. it's, uh, it, it was pretty incredible. You know, it's pretty incredible to really just kind of, it kind of hit us like, wow, like we're, we're in it, you know, because we've been focused on um, reporting about it, you know, so we have this version, we have several other versions that are coming out. Um, Do you? Yeah, and so we've just been, you know, we, we, we're we staunched in research. I just got back in the country, as a matter of fact, and, you know, doing some research out the country. We're going to, uh, we've got a whole new one coming out that's all about the African slave trade and all these different countries and ports around the world. Um, so, it that's going to be insane but like we've been so focused on you know um getting it right and even in that like now there's times we've, we've had to check people like they come at it and say well um you said on this card you know one of these cards you know uh wb du bois you know uh uh they they said that we said he was an attorney but that's not what the card said right um we like that's not what we said we said he took an interest in the case and because he helped form the NAACP. That we, we're, there's a particular case we're talking about. We just don't name it. Um, so, but there's sometimes when we, we do course correct. So like after we went to the new black wall street, um, we stopped calling it the 1921 Tulsa riots and changed the verbiage to the 1921 Tulsa massacre. Um, so on all the new versions that you'll see coming out, you'll see that verbiage change. Okay. So go ahead, Ken. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you showed, but I just put up on the screen. Uh, but before that, uh, I've got, uh, whenever people bring up the, uh, mass, the GV massacre, I always like to do this. So how much information about Tulsa is on the board? Oh, I mean, so like Tulsa here's an race example. riot. Okay. Here's an example of, I don't know if it's the official that. document, by the way. But like on one of the, on one of the things it's saying, you know, on the one of the chance cards, your successful business in the Tulsa Greenwood neighborhood burned down during the 1921 Tulsa riots, lose one property. So you'll see stuff like that on it. You'll uh-huh. see Greenwood Avenue is actually a property on the, um, on the board itself. Um, so you'll, you'll see there's, um, there's a lot associated, um, with that particular massacre there on the board. So it's not simply about. The game is not simply about one period in time. It begins at sixteen nineteen all the no, way up. No, to, no. So the so it so technically we we call it the Reconstruction era. Technically speaking, the Reconstruction era is like eighteen sixty five to maybe eighteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, we did take a little liberty and, and and stretch it a little bit forward because there's a couple of things that we wanted to, to cover. Um, we wanted to include things like the Negro Leagues at the beginning of the Negro Leagues. Um, or the end of the Negro League in some situations. Um, we did want to cover Tulsa. So we kind of, we took a little liberty on the back end side of that, moving it to about 1921. So that period is about 1860, a little bit, 1860, I would say, to about, about 1921. Okay. I don't so, know if you saw what I brought up on the screen. The, uh, the it talks about, talks about the QR codes. Yeah. And so as you're playing, you can take a scan of the QR codes in the game and it takes you to a site with that history. Absolutely. So like this is Nicodemus Avenue, for example. I don't know if you guys can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you were to take and scan the back of that, it's going to take you online to tell you all about it. Um, Spellman Lane, right? So 
you know, most of us know all about what Spelman is about, but mm-hmm. maybe you don't, or maybe you want to know a little bit of the history. Scan the back of it. It will take you online to tell you um, about that particular prestigious college. Wow. That's wow. outstanding. That's, that's outstanding. So I knew I was going to forget. So <laughs> there is a band, and I've never in my entire life seen so many band bands on books. This is a new one. So you know that critical race theory has been banned across the country. They can't even call CRT. They can't even whisper CRT, which I think is really ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And based on what, what was that? Well, I think what's more ridiculous, and I've had a conversation with my congressman about this, is that um, none of these people who are passing these laws even understand what CRT is. Um, CRT is, is not being taught in, in, in middle schools and high schools and elementary schools. It's not. Um, and it is, it is a theory taught in college. And when you, and when, when I ask them, what do you think it is? You know, they say some crazy things. And CRT is very, very simple. Okay. For example, if you go into a neighborhood and the neighborhood is all black, why is it all black? The answer to that or the research around it is CRT, right? So when we look at the fact that certain areas were redlined or certain areas were Mm -hmm. were put specifically for African-Americans, right, that's CRT. When we go back to when you look at the grid of the United States, okay, um, we can can talk a little bit about Tulsa in in this. When you look at the grid of the United States, it's laid, the, the freeways are laid out a certain way. Those that end in zero go east and west. Those that end in five go north and south, right? In almost every hood in America, uh, in, in Fort Worth, Texas, is no different. Right through the middle of the hood, you'll have a freeway that doesn't make sense. We have 287 right through the middle of the hood. Why? Because across the country, one of the things that they wanted to do is to, to destroy and demolish black neighborhoods. So they would do that. And if you go to where Black Wall Street is right now, and they were impressed when we seen that. We were like, hey, we noticed that freeway right in the middle of it. They were like, yeah, that's the third thing because they, they burnt it down. Then they did the whole insurance thing. And then they to destroy more businesses. They built a freeway right through the middle of it, mm-hmm. right? Those mm-hmm. are examples of, of what CRT is studying. Okay. If we go back to the Constitution of the United States, you'll see three different things that are just jacked up. One, we know about the three-fifths clause. But then we have the thing, that the um, the uh, Fugitive Slave Clause, which ended up being the Fugitive Slave Act in 1808, and then in 1850, they even doubled down on it. They basically said, hey, look, if you are in a free state and you find somebody who's escaped from a slave state, you are obligated to return them back to um, to the slave state. Okay, that's in our Constitution. Look at Article One, and then we go to Article Four, right? That this basically is is what the um when we look when we fast forward and look at the Dred Scott decision of the United States uh the uh Supreme Court, they were referencing these things basically and, and said, look, the Constitution did not apply to to, to black people. They they are that's not right. considered citizens. That's right. They're not, yes. and they right. and, and, exactly. Yeah. And as messed up as it's about to sound. From a from a constitutional perspective, I think they were right um, because if you look at how it was written, they even said, it "Look, did not include us. Not, no. not only are we going to not ban slavery, we're going to make it illegal for you to talk about it until 1808, and that's still in our constitution right now. Like I say, take a look at Article One and Article Article Four. When you talk about CRT, CRT is studying the effects of that, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can't teach that to a kindergartner." 
That is not what's happening. And so what most people are calling CRT is people um, people talking about preferential treatment to certain um, certain people of color or, or non-color or making people feel bad for one way or another. It is not CRT. And so the thing that gets me is the ignorance um, of yes. people who are passing this. But yes. Romans 8 and 28 says, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called mm-hmm. according to their purpose. So what happens when you try to ban something? Everybody wants it. So, yes. so what, you know what? We, we visit schools all the time. I've never seen a, a traffic jam or a line getting into a library. Right. I've never, I've never gone in there and be like, oh, all the books are gone. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what they've done by trying to restrict things is now they've brought forth an interest. And because of that, people have a hunger and a thirst for things that they didn't have before. So it's doing nothing but helping us out. All the enemy can do is help us out and be our footstool. So if they want to, if they want to tout ignorance, that's fine. It's still going to work out for us. And here's what we say all all the time. Here's the deal. Okay. We can delegate uh, authority. But we cannot delegate responsibility. No, so right. we can give the authority to, to schools to, to teach our children, but we cannot delegate the responsibility that they're educated. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we have to be able to do that um, very, very purposefully. I just I went and looked up an article four and I found it was Clause 3, Slavery. And it's interesting yeah. we have to kind of read it very carefully because no person held to service or labor being slavery under the laws thereof, taping into another, shall in consequence of any law or regulation therein be discharged from their stuff. So you escape from one state to another that is non-slave, you are not discharged from that state or labor, but shall be delivered upon claim of the party to whom such service or labor may be due. Now, Kenny, uh, let, me, let me break that down for you, okay? The, so that means that that they were obligated to return them back. Right. That wasn't strong enough. So both in 1808 and 1850, the South came up with even stronger language that said, now we can use the the law, the courts, a law enforcement, and and we can people from the South can go up to the North to get people. And if we find people in the North that did not report them, we can find them. So here. We, so now let's talk about CRT again. Have y'all ever visited Toronto or any anything on the southern region, um, the southeastern uh, co- uh, region of, of Canada? You will find a lot of black people. Why will you find a lot of black people? Insert CRT. It's because even, even the Underground Railroad, now we got to go up to Canada because going to New York isn't good enough. Getting to Massachusetts isn't good enough. Why? Because even if you were born free, they can come and just take you and take you back to, to North uh, North Carolina or South Carolina and say that you escaped. So now we got to go all the way up into Canada. Insert CRT. Why do we find so many black people in Toronto? It's because of the Fugitive Slave Clause in, uh, in Article 4. It's because yes. of the Fugitive Slave Act in 18, uh, 1808 and the double down of the Fugitive Slave Act in, in 1850. And studying those things is what CRT is about. Studying the the effects of not allowing um, now allowing black folks to participate in wealth building from ownership and being able to utilize things like eminent domain. I, I said I was going to come back to to Central Park. Central Park 
is jacked. You'll see it on the on the on the game, and people are like, well, why did you put it there? Go back and look at Seneca, Seneca Village in New York. Yes, black folks owned Central Seneca Park. Park, yes. Now here's the here's the here's the line you will hear. If you go research it on the top level, you'll see that they utilize eminent domain to take away this land from from black folks to build a park. Go back and look at what what New York looked like at that point. They could have built a park anywhere. Okay, they were building. They were trying to build buildings on the land, but the land was too soft. They had to turn it into a park, right? So here, and and, and that Seneca Village was a sec. The first one they actually just annexed the entire town that was just north of that, right? So Seneca Village was actually the second that they did. You've seen towns all over the country that are now underwater. They drowned the entire town. They went in and just flooded the entire town, and they still have houses in the whole nine. They are lakes. Oh, there's a hundred wow. of them, right? Wow. They are lakes now. Well, what is the effect? What is the long-term effect? Okay. My own family, my great-great-grandfather in uh, in Tennessee Colony here in Texas, most people know that for prisons. The land that the prison is on was my great-great-grandfather's land. They used eminent domain. They took his land. Wow. Imagine what that would be, right, if that was kept in the family and we could lease that land back to the prison which we're trying to do, by the way. But but imagine imagine if that's the case, what kind of generational wealth that would be able to create, yes, right? Yes. And being kept out of the game, the impact of that, we, we're looking at, um, and we're trying to impact this, but we're looking at um, black wealth going to zero by 2050. Insert yes. CRT. CRT yes. is, let's study why that's the case. Right? Yes. So it's not a book. It's not, hey, let's, let's take a test on who's black, who's white. It's yeah. looking at systematically Systems that have been inputted into our, it, it looks at saying, why are there, why are the disproportionate amount of black people in prisons? That's CRT, studying that. And no yeah. kindergartner and, is studying the no. effects of our justice system no. uh, on a society. So before we go any further, I, I want to give you a chance to get, tell people where you think you get the game. Ebonyopoly.com. Simple as that. And if you're listening now and you want pass the number on 682-710-1101. Is it available like on I'm sorry. On Amazon or anything? Go ahead. No, it is not available on Amazon. Oh, Kenny, I got a I got a question for you. Sure. Uh if Jeff if Jeff Jeff Bezos black? No. That's your answer. Okay. Works for me. Works for me. So, so, so Jeff Bezos has a black what? Mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, cousin? Maybe. Uh, he, he's not. So, so we put, we, we put this together. We're selling it strategically to be able to help African American businesses. Okay. okay. So, we don't hate anybody else. We just really love sure. our people. Right. Okay. So, so since we know about CRT and the books on CRT being banned, Will this Ebonyopoly, do you think that you'll see the same kind of response to people? Because as far as I'm concerned, the response has been great. When I saw you on WFAA, I thought, man, you've made it. The next person you need is is Mark Cuban, and we're going to make that happen. So do you, you know, think? It, 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 to me, it's like, it. you know, it, it kind of doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're, we're putting together, um, like, the ultimate, the ultimate game. And I... I want to mention these names so bad, but I got to wait till they agree. Um, and it is, it is bringing in African American creators, uh, from, from around the country that will, oh, if, 
when we pull this off, it'll be incredible. Um, but you know, we, I, I think that we discount our own people a lot, right? We do. That's um, true. Even mm-hmm. when we, we had met with a, a, a marketing firm early on out of Holland and they heard what our strategy was and who our target market was. And, and they said, well, do you think you might want to increase your target market? Um, to which I said, you know, I live in Dallas, Fort Worth, and there's about a million black folks in the Dallas, Fort Worth area. There's about 50 million uh, in America, and it's about 1.2 billion black people on the planet. So, you know what? I think that's a pretty big market. And then the question is, when we look at, at, at things like Orthodox Jewishness, right? There are, depending on how you count, about a million Orthodox Jews in the world, maybe 1.2, maybe 1.5, somewhere between a million and 1.5, right? And I'm like, if, if my product, um, was being served to Orthodox Jews, um, would you tell me that I need to increase my target market? You know, probably not. And it's only right. a million to a million and a half of them. There's mm-hmm. more black people in the state of Texas than there are Orthodox Jews in across the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that I have a problem with it. Well, my point is you wouldn't you would you would never say this product is too Jewish. Absolutely. You, know, you should increase. I said, you know what? We don't we just don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? We, right. we are, we're fine. Like we our target market is big enough. And and don't get me wrong. It's open to everybody. Anybody. Sure can it buy it. And they yeah. do. And right. it's fine. And, um, and that's the beauty of the whole thing, because you don't have to target and market to one specific demographic. It's yeah. open to everybody. It's open to everybody. And what happens most of the time is somehow by no means, it becomes just about that one area. It becomes a black thing. But here's the thing, Colette. I'm fine with it being a black thing. Yeah, what's wrong with it being a black thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm fine with it that way. I I want to piggyback on the conversation about CRT and, and what's being taken out of schools. There's an old Indian adage, and I, I I looked for it. I couldn't find it, but I, I heard it. And it was an, a Native American man basically saying, why do I want a non-Native American teaching my kids in school about Native Americans? Why do I want to rely on the CRT program in schools to teach my children? Okay. Mm-hmm. The purpose of this tool is that so we can help foster those conversations in our own home with our own grandchildren, with our own cousins and aunts, where we can tell our story. We don't have to rely on and somebody else school system. And and we shouldn't. When I heard CRT was taken out of school, I was like, yes, guess what? We've got an answer for you right here. <laughs> Look, this okay. is are created to solve a problem. So if there's a problem in education, then we have enough collective intelligence within our community. Put ourselves, exactly. Put things together mm-hmm. to teach yes. our kids our own stories. Um, we, we got away from that um, as a society. And so we're in, intentional about bringing not just the messaging between parents and kids, but intergenerational. One of the conversations Duane and I had when we were talking is our parents, our grandparents, you know, were traumatized by what they went through. Understandably so, right? I remember uh, intentionally uh, asking my grandmother, can, grandma, can I talk to you about 
what it was like when you were growing up in the South, in Alabama, <laughs> Nob Hill, Alabama. And I, I turned on a camera and I expected her to begin to talk because I wanted to know about her experience, but she was too traumatized mm-hmm. to share it. She sat there in silence for about 20 minutes. Right. There are, we have stories that are not being shared intergenerationally because of it being traumatized. That's, that's mm-hmm. right. And this, my grandparents wouldn't uh, talk about it. We've seen this work. We've seen things triggered <laughs> and conversations. And that's, so, you know what? I'm not, I don't care about CRT in schools. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've said for quite some time, uh, I'm just the exact same way, uh, feeling the same way, Alicia, same way with Black History in schools. You're going to teach you about George Washington Garber. Harriet Tubman, Barack Obama, and now uh, Kamala Harris. That's it. They're going to gloss over here. Right. The other thing is that they don't even teach the true white history. So okay. why would they Those teach are a bunch of lies. Make such things. They're going to teach black history, right? I read an article from a history teacher in, in a college or university, and I know this is years ago. I don't recall where he was. But he was appalled the lack of information these freshmen had coming in. You go into math, one of the math classes, there's a minimum that you have to know get into the math classes. He had kids coming there still believing that George Washington chopped down a cherry tree and said to his father, I cannot tell a lie. Simple things like that they did not know. So what makes us think they're going to teach black history right? It's been a negative narrative on us since we've been on this side of bond. That's what's going to We see things such as Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Yeah, no. just very simple. That's it. Yeah, he did. just go read the document. Yeah, um, we, we are supposed to believe just that. Those that George yeah. Washington, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Oh, he's a great guy. That's it. Yeah, and we're supposed to go with it. That's the way it and is. Now, I'm I'm gonna go a little deeper than that, right? We talk about the Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery, and um, we're still voting on it. Last two weeks well, ago. Here's the thing. Go go read the Thirteenth Amendment. It did not abolish slavery. Um, we still have slavery. Mm-hmm. Right? Go, mm-hmm. go go look at what it says. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I recently wrote the Next Amendment and sent it to to our congressman saying, "Hey, let's pass this so we can actually abolish slavery." Um, and and they haven't because you know it's 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 worth a lot of money to. Them. Sure. Once again, I I, I want to encourage people, and I'm glad Kenny, you did just what I wanted people to do. There, I can quote, there's, I mean, as you can tell, I can quote each one of these laws. Um, I don't, I give you the direction, right? So that you can go and look it up for yourself because I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to go and read the 13th Amendment. That's why I don't, I don't give you the entire, um, verbiage on it because I want you to do exactly what Kenny just did with Article 4. Go look it up. You know, don't believe me. Just go, just go look it up. Let's go see it. Right. So how deep into the current state does the game go into? So that portion, um, as far as current, remember, we, we're stopping around 1921. Okay, okay? so it doesn't. Okay. So, so I'll just, I'll give you a little bird's eye view. So we have, this is the Reconstruction Edition. Um, we have the um, the Slave Trade Edition coming in, which that's going to be ah. eye-opening because most people think about um, the slave trade starting in 1619. That's an American view. That's when the Dutch dropped off those first 20 slaves on, on our eastern seaboard. That is not when slavery started. Um, you'll be get, able to be to understand why is it that Ghana was one of the places where slavery began 
and it doesn't it doesn't make sense from a uh, logistical perspective. You think it would be more West Africa, like Senegal or Ivory Coast, but, but you're going to understand that after you go through the game. Um, we've got uh, the uh, the Civil Rights Edition, which that's going to be hot, uh, and then we have the uh, the current edition edition, right? Hip-hop. I mean the current the current uh, edition. <laughs> so that's going to have all the current events that we see. And I'm telling okay. you, there's a lot going, like... It's going to be example, difficult to, to make the cut. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, now, you see all of these voter laws that are going on right now, people don't realize that's that's because of what happened in 2012. Like, that, all of, you know, Section 4 and 5 of the Voter Acts right getting gutted. That's why that's all coming out. So it's like, it's going to be tough to kind of narrow it down because... In the past twenty or thirty years, so much has happened so that on. it's yeah, just so much has happened. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, I'm excited, you know, to be honest with you, because it gives you an opportunity to create more boards. Yeah, well, it's just it gives know, us it, an opportunity to share our history with yeah. exactly. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. I and you guys come like a, like a, an African American like twister. You said twister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think out of the box here. You know? No, hey, oh. hey, we'll, we'll meet with you. We'll talk about your concept and see how yeah, we can we can bring that to fruition. We do have a game coming up that is um, that is played by by island people in the Caribbean, uh, all across the Caribbean, from Jamaica to St. Croix to Aruba, uh, all the way all the way throughout. They've played it coming up, and now we're we're getting ready to put out an authentic version of it. So I'm excited about that as well. And what game is that? So the, the crazy part is you wouldn't know the name of the game because it didn't have a name. We're actually creating the name to make it, to, to, to bring it all together. And we have a Caribbean guy that's put it together and it's, it's just, it's, it's off the chain. So it'll be called nouns, by the way. Nouns? Nouns. N-O-U-N-S. Oh, nouns. Oh, okay. 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 So you guys are really expanding, really building upon, you know, you started the Ebonyopoly and you decided we're going to go with this thing and just start building and building on it. Is, is that correct? But you correct? can see, you can see so much. Once you get one, you see all of the growth and the other areas that you can go into. Absolutely. So you, you can't stop it. It was always our intention to start with um, 16, well, with the Reconstruction Era and then to move to current times, we knew we could not fit everything on one day. One game, uh, so we said, "Okay, we'll do the civil rights section next, and then we'll move into current events." Uh, knowing still the challenge we had with what, even with this game, this Reconstruction game, it was what do we include and what do we not include? We're right. gonna have the same problem. Um, but then something just kept tugging at me, and I was like, you know, we need to. Before we go forward, we need to go back. We need to go back. So it took us a minute. Uh, my powers of inf- influence, you know, kind of worked over a year with, with my partner. And so we're on board. And, uh, so we're super excited because I don't, I, the, the thing is, is that, um, there's nothing like this out here. That's right. Mm. There's nothing like it. That's right. So what Maybe, do you say to those on, people? Speaking, speaking of nothing like it, we've got something hot off the press. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. it, to me. it just came out the box. Uh-oh. We only have a few. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I want one. Oh, the there it is. There it is. We now 
has a limited number of ebony opaline mugs. There Once you go. These are gone, they will, we are not repeating this. Wow. And how can people get those? You know what? Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> you know, because you should there are so many. We don't have it on our website yet. <laughs> here's, here's what you're going to have to do because they are so limited. I'm being honest with you. Okay. If you want a chance to buy a mug, and, and this is not like some weird marketing, it's just because they are so limited. If you want a chance to buy them, what you're going to have to do is buy a game. Okay. Go, go to ebonyopoly.com and buy a game because we have a message that's getting ready to go out to all the people who have already purchased a game and allow them to be able to buy it first. And it's very, very limited now because to be honest with you, we didn't even come up with this. Okay. Um, our, our customers said this is what they want. They said, Hey, look, get this. We'll buy it right now. Okay. Oh. We weren't even thinking about it. And so we definitely want to give them a chance to be able to purchase it first. And um, so we're so it is not even a line item on our website. It's going to be one of those secret. I, I'd be glad you're watching this, right? Because <laughs> it's one of those secret items that is going to go quick. And let me tell you something. This is going to be a limited edition. We're not reprinting this mug. Okay. We're not reprinting this mug. And so that's going to be a limited edition. Um, go in there, purchase it. Like, like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, be funny or anything like that. It is. No, I remember when we first started with the game and, um, we would tell people, Hey, you know, if you're thinking about it, go ahead and buy it because they sell out so quick. And, and people didn't believe that. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, at the beginning, sometimes they had to wait another four or five months to get a game, oh, you know, wow. and we were like, we told you, you yeah. know, this, yeah. this goes quick, <laughs> right. you know, this goes so- quick. So what do you say to those people that say, I don't want to learn nothing. This ain't no school. I just want to play a game. Why it's do fun. I have to learn well, something? When this, I, what do you say to those this one. First of all, um, you know, I, it, this, this breaks my heart because no nation can survive without knowing where they came from. That's right. So when we started doing that deep dive, that, that, trying to understand really what is the problem here. Um, most of it, and we found, came from the fact that we didn't know who we are, okay? Yes. We, were, we were transported here, you know, from, from a land. And so we, we weren't a people. We were made of people in this yes. land, mm-hmm. okay? We were uh, made objects. We were made into objects. We have the intention yes. to make us an object, but we, yes. we have become a people. Yes. We've become a force to be reckoned with. And, um, and you know what's great about that, Alicia, is when we look, you know, studying throughout history, African-Americans have done something that no one else has done. Show me the Incas. Show me the Mayans, right? Show when, 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 when they got, when they encountered other cultures, they were totally demolished. And and I I love my native brothers and sisters. Show me two of them together outside of a reservation, right? And and there were some of our leaders early in America that said African Americans have nothing to add. If we want to be able to to really get something, go over to the Native American and breed with them because they will have something to show for years from now. And and quite honestly, the opposite is true. Show me another another group of people who were so systematically when we talk about the Holocaust, it was horrible. It was four years, 
It was horrible. It was four years in one country. When we talk about the African slave trade, we're talking about oh, we're talking about four hundred years 400 of oppression years. Yes. across almost every continent. Yeah, and we have thrived. And not we to mention to Jim Crow. Yeah, president here. You know, I mean, not only Jim Crow. Let's go to South Africa. Apartheid. That was apartheid. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, talking I, around I, the world. I challenge any of the listeners here to identify twenty years of twenty year old or fifteen year old and ask them about any of that. And they yes. don't. Know they that. won't know. Yeah, won't and, know. and and at least like you said, Alicia, it is up to us. We have to stop it's waiting on permission. Tell our own stories. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to tell it. When you ask somebody else to do it, they're going to do it in the way they see fit. Just yeah, like they come into our neighborhood and police us the way they see fit, you know. I was in and we need to start doing class. that. I, I was in a sorry to interrupt you, but I, I was in a college class Monday. It was a history class, and I listened to the history teacher. He's a good guy. I like him, and he he brought up a very important book, Uncle Tom. Okay, um, and he 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 was talking about the goodness of this book, right? And he doesn't know why anybody would ever you know look at it in, in a bad light. Hand goes up. <laughs> Let me explain to you, because I have a copy of Uncle Tom in my bathroom. I read it almost every day. There's a reason why. And whatever you do, don't call a black person Uncle Tom. Like, don't. And once again, um, it's when other people are telling our story. Yes. We, we started doing a, um, a documentary on Dr. King, and I thought all the stories had been told until we start talking to people that were with King, and mm-hmm. you realize none of the stories have been told because mm-hmm. we haven't been telling. We haven't been telling. And we are at the top of the hour. We're actually a couple of minutes over. So again, uh, thank you very much, Dwayne Washington and Alicia Hemphill. Uh, Ebonyopoly, folks, get out there and buy it. Ebonyopoly.com. Let's so take us home. Absolutely. And Dwayne, didn't I tell you we weren't going to have enough time? <laughs> we never have enough time. We never have enough time. And this is too important. So we're not finished. We want you to come back to tell us about the other games that are coming out and the other things that you're bringing to the forefront. I think it's fabulous. I think it's wonderful. And as long as I have breath in my body, I'm going to make sure that I am with you taking this to the top. So this is going to be, this is already great. This is absolutely fabulous. So thank you so much, Alicia Hemphill and Dwayne Washington. It has been a pleasure and an honor to have you here with us today. We didn't even get to any questions from our listeners. But we're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. And you know what? You got to come back because Christmas is coming and we want to sell this game so that you guys are rushing to get it done again. All right. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. And folks, thank you for listening. This is Intentional Talk Radio Network that you have been listening to. Be with us tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Conversations with Colette and Corliss. It is a hump day already. Already. Next week is Thanksgiving. Next week is Kiki's birthday. Next week, we're getting ready to go into December. The year is over. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Have a good evening, folks. Thank you for joining us right here at itrnradio.com. Don't forget, ebonyopoly.com. Have a good evening. Be safe going home. Don't forget to wear your mask. It ain't over. Good night. Good night.